Coming up on Nurse Talk. Catching up with the Bernie bus. How many men does it take to change a light bulb and how many times can those same mostly men try to repeal Obamacare and defund Planned Parenthood? What's the surest way to enjoy the peace of mind that comes with having health insurance? Don't get sick. Donna Smith with our Nurse Talk Healthcare in America report. And don't wait, tell me now, our Nurse Talk signature quiz. All this and more today on Nurse Talk. Welcome to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason, and we're two of the thousands of nurses on duty today. Oh my goodness, what the heck is that? Have you been hiding under a rock, Casey? This week has been declared Seize Your Own Government Building Week. And all you need to do is, one, have a theme song. Two, pack plenty of provisions because you'll be there indefinitely. And three, you must have firearms. Lots and lots of firearms. Well, it sounds like you'd need a few cases of cheap beer and maybe some macaroni and cheese, box style, of course. You got the hang of it. Now, if you could take over any building, which building would it be and why? I'm a nurse. Why would I want to take over any building? Probably because you can't pay your grazing fees and you owe the government about a million dollars. <laughs> Shane, that makes no sense. I need more information about this. No, you don't, because the more information sure. you have, the more ridiculous it <laughs> that gets. That is so true. <laughs> is life imitating art or what? And I don't mean to offend any Southerners by using that music. We're just trying to <laughs> add some levity to uh, the situation. Yeah, this is art imitating a bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> yes. Shane, wake up. Wake up. Where am I? I must have fallen asleep. I was dreaming that you took over the new Kaiser Medical Ugh. Center in Oakland and you were giving orders to the medical staff over the loudspeakers. That wasn't a dream. Let me begin by thanking Roseanne DeMoral and the 185,000 members of National Nurses United for providing high-quality health care to the American people. And also, thank you very much for supporting my candidacy. I am extremely honored to have the support of the largest nurses union in this country and one of our nation's great unions. Thank you. That, as you may have guessed, was Senator and presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. In August of 2015, National Nurses United, with over 185,000 strong, endorsed Senator Sanders. Since that endorsement, the senator has gone on to speak at some of the largest rally crowds in presidential campaign history, and the nurses and millions of other supporters have been with them every step of the way. In a moment, we'll talk with National Nurses United co-president and RN Deborah Berger. Deborah and hundreds of other nurses are comfortably riding on what is known as the Bernie bus. The bus is traveling through the early voting states and then on to Iowa. Nurses along the way are joining the ride to talk to people about why voting for Bernie is the best interest for all of us, except for a few at the top. Deborah's on the phone. Deborah, welcome to Nurse Talk, and thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you. I'm really glad the signal came through out here in Nevada. We're uh, in a dead zone here, but not from lack of energy for supporting Bernie, that's for sure. Oh, good, good. So in case some of our listeners don't know what you mean when you say uh, Bernie bus, can you tell us a little bit about the bus? Where does it go and what happens during the ride? Uh, We started, uh, on Tuesday, we started in Glendale. We had the kickoff of the big red bus for Bernie. Uh, RNs across the nation are on the bus uh, coming through a state near you, and we ended up in Las Vegas. We've done Uh, visits to a lot of facilities. We've been to um, major hotspots in Las Vegas talking to voters. 
uh, from many states and uh, getting people registered to vote and uh, turning out for caucusing. And um, we even stopped at historic Fremont Street last night to um, make sure that uh, people understood uh, why this uh, election is so important. And we even got people registered to vote in caucusing during their gambling and fun time in uh, Las nice. Vegas. Excellent, excellent. So, um, Deborah, I understand that Bernie is drawing big crowds, which I love. Do you think that's going to translate to votes? Uh, well, we are making sure that people have an opportunity to uh, sign up to commit to caucus, and we're actually on our way to Reno today to um, show up at the different work sites to meet with nurses and uh, other voters to get them registered and um, get them to uh, make sure that they turn up for the polls because we all know that it doesn't matter you know, how strong a supporter you are. If you don't go to the caucus or you don't turn out at the polls, you might as well uh, save your energy. So we are out there, and uh, it's really been exciting, uh, even with um, in the midst of all of the gambling and celebrations on Fremont Street in Las Vegas, we were actually able to get um, some very good conversations going and um, a lot of support for Bernie. So it was good. Excellent. Great, great. So, you know, you've said that Senator Sanders will vote or does vote nurses' values. So what do you mean by that? Well, uh, historically, nurses have been uh, very caring and compassionate and really wanting to make sure that their communities are protected. It's not good enough to just advocate for your patients in the hospital. You have to advocate for your entire community. And nurses have had a long history of uh, making sure that their communities are protected. They were behind the child labor laws. They were behind, uh, you know, adequate clean housing, a clean environment. And Bernie Sanders embodies all of those nursing values. I can't say enough about him. He's the only one without a pack on our side of the fence. And he is our chance at changing uh, the political landscape here in this country and getting a middle class. So can you tell us where can people find out more about the bus and the nurses campaign and about National Nurses United? All you have to do is go to uh, National Nurses United website and there will be a whole section on uh, the Bernie the Bernie bus. If you follow National Nurses United on Facebook or Twitter, you'll actually um, find our, our progress and updates. And then when you use the, the hashtag, uh, hashtag Bernie Bus, uh, you'll be directed to uh, all of our uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, information. But it is key that you get registered to vote and know where your polling place is early so you can put it on your calendar because nurses, as you know, have schedules that are way out in advance, and we want to make sure that you have the time off to vote. Great. We really appreciate it. We'll follow the Bernie bus with the show as well and keep listeners updated. Deborah, as always, we want to thank you for your years of service as a nurse and as a nurse leader, and thanks for being with us on the show today. And thank you guys for really being out there for this. This is really key to moving our country forward. Absolutely. Good luck on the bus. And if you win any money, send it our way. 
yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thank okay. you. Okay. Bye-bye. We've been talking with RN and co-president of National Nurses United, Deborah Berger. Don't go away. We'll be right back with our Nurse Talk Healthcare update and Donna Smith. Let's take a break and we'll be right back with the same thing I just said a second ago. <laughs> Where were you in the 1989 earthquake in San Francisco? Were I you working? Ho- no, no, I was at home trying to get dinner. You I were at home? Yes. Weren't you working as a, you weren't doing home care? No, no. I mean, I was, but it was 5.15, It was 5.15. Well, see, I was still working in hospitals. No, no. I was working in downtown San Francisco on the eighth floor of St. Francis Hospital when that earthquake hit. I'd have died. And the the, the building is on rollers because it's one of the newer ones downtown. So we were rolling back and forth. All the lights go out. Only the monitors, you know, the heart monitors, the green from that was on. It was very eerie. And the t- the, the uh, TVs on the walls were just whipping, whipping back and forth. You know, we're freaking. And, of course, after it stops, all of the lights go on, all the patients putting their lights on. So, you know, we fan out. I tell that nurse, go that way. I go this way. I go into the first patient's room and I say, yeah, yeah, can I help you? And this woman, young woman, sitting up in the bed, and she says, yeah, listen, um, I was wondering if you could call my doctor because um, I need a laxative. I'm a little constipated. And I stopped for a second, and I said, oh, my God, we just had a major earthquake, and if that didn't scare the shit out of you, there isn't a laxative on the planet that's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me come visit you, doctor, please. I don't want to stay up here alone. All right, then. Close your robe and follow me. Welcome back to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine. Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs, along with Shane Mason, and we're two of the thousands of nurses on duty today. Was that you playing the horn in that intro? That I think so. was me. It wasn't me, <laughs> folks. I'm lying. Casey, right now it's time for the Nurse Talk Healthcare in America update with our healthcare reporter, Donna Smith. Donna, welcome and congratulations on your new endeavor. Thank you very much. I'm I'm just in, I'm listening to all that wonderful music. It sounds kind of surreal or ethereal or something. It's very fun. Uh, yes, yes, good. So Donna, <laughs> talk briefly about the Progressive Democrats of America Absolutely, and sure. what you'll be doing as a so you're the executive director. I am the new executive director. Just started my training week with the outgoing con- executive director. So that's been fun and challenging and interesting. PDA uh, Progressive Democrats of America was formed in 2004 to really be uh, the voice of people who still wanted to be part of Democratic Party uh, politics and and really get their representatives and those who've been elected as Democrats to stay true to progressive ideals, to really push for those things that we want. I wish that that's an important role because, boy, they have backslid. You know, the right has gotten more right, and that's pushed us more more to the center. Absolutely. And it just is it's frustrating to so many of us to to listen to people try and lean more to the right when when so much of what working class people need and middle class people need are progressive are progressive changes, whether it be in health care or in climate change issues or election integrity or the Robin Hood tax or any number of issues. So it's it's going to be an exciting and different challenge. PDA has been long an advocate for Medicare for All, so nothing changes there for me. I still get to, to really be um, 
outspoken and supportive of, of Medicare for All, which you know I believe in very strongly. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. I'll get to travel a little bit more again, which is nice. I hear you've been talking to people on the Bernie bus, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're headed to Reno. Oh, fun. <laughs> Home of the penny slots. <laughs> so <laughs> penny slots that are actually five dollar slots. Yeah, right. Really. Vote a hundred, bet a hundred or five hundred yeah. pennies. So we wanted to ask you about a couple things. The number of uninsured Americans has fallen by an estimated fifteen million people since twenty thirteen, and this is thanks largely to the Affordable Care Act. But a new survey, the first detailed study of Americans struggling with medical bills, shows that insurance often fails as a safety net. Do you mind talking a little more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, many people have found that although it's it's easier to get insurance, certainly, and you can't be denied for pre-existing conditions and all the issues that we've explored here on Nurse Talk that are good about the Affordable Care Act, there still are some real problems in that people end up uh, looking at the premium rates and trying to fit a premium in their budget, and sometimes the policies they're getting result in them being underinsured, and we've talked a little bit about that and that they'll have high deductibles, high co-pays, things that when they get sick may not fit in the family's budget. So I think what's especially frustrating for people is to be paying an insurance premium every month and yet still not be able to really afford the care that they need. And there's an awful lot of people really hurting. A New York Times article that just came out this week talked about the fact that 20% of Americans, 20%, one in five of us, are reporting that they have trouble paying their their health care bills. And that's a lot of people. You know, if you take 330 million people and 20% of that is, you know, that's a lot of people. That's 60 million people. That's wow. not chump change. That's definitely not chump change. Now, switching topics a little bit, one of our favorite topics, Big Pharma. You say <laughs> Big Pharma is skirting generics yet again by developing new drugs and fast-tracking FDA approval. What's up there? They are. They're, you know, Big Pharma, it's not as if they don't make enough money already. Boy, that's for sure. (laughs) They already make more profits than the oil industry does or many other industries in the world. And, you know, and yet that's just not enough for them. They're, They're trying to get around the fact that generics save people so much money. So what they're doing now is investing in companies. They'll invest in a company that wants to develop a new, say, let's use an example, a new cancer drug um, that may be effective, may be a good thing, but it'll also be offered at an extremely high price, but the demand for it will be high because it'll appear to be a new and perhaps promising treatment. The FDA has agreed to do some fast-tracking on approving these. Why the FDA always favors the, the, the pharma folks, I'm not quite sure. It's just frustrating. It almost leaves me tongue-tied, as you can hear. Mm. But in any case, um, if they fast-track those meds and they get them on the market very quickly, they can make billions of dollars before any of the generic companies have even a, a prayer of a chance to come forward and develop a similar drug or a similar formula so that people don't have to pay the high prices. So I thought, my gosh, from the inception of a drug that they can get patented and a new drug that may be very helpful to people, there is nothing in Big Pharma's mind really except money. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that's totally true. And, you know, last but not least, we wanted to talk about the fact that after dozens of previous attempts, actually 62 attempts, (laughs) the House voted 240 to 181 to repeal some of the core elements of the Affordable Care Act on Wednesday. What's up with that? Uh, How many times, apparently, Mm. are these folks going to waste the precious time 
we have for our legislators to be actually making some really good change for this country by continuing to pummel the Affordable Care Act and trying to overturn it. You know President Obama is going to veto this no matter how many times they try and get it to his desk. And and yet the right-wing folks, especially under the leadership of Paul Ryan now in the House, are going to keep going after this as if it would be something good for us to turn back the clock and and not have the Affordable Care Act. All of us acknowledge, just like we talked about in our previous segment, all of us acknowledge that there are issues that remain to be repaired. But that does not mean, you know, the old proverbial, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, really holds true in this situation. We cannot go back. So very true. We cannot go back. And they did the same thing with Medicare, I'm sure. Of course. And do you think this uh, makes their voters happy? Is this why they do it? Because it just seems ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I think that it makes a certain segment of their their perhaps ultra-conservative voters happier, people who are afraid because their costs are so high. And I also think in this era where we have kind of this, you know, this Donald Trumpish kind of, you know, everybody's a big bravado and they're going to they're going to get rid of all of these terrible things and go forward in a different way. I think it feeds into some of that that kind of notion and it's very very sad because when I think about myself or any number of other working class families I know, I I talked with a family this week and and both of us acknowledged if you took away the affordable care act today, there is no way I would have coverage. And there's no way millions of other people would have coverage because the insurance companies would say, great, we don't have to cover those people. Anymore. Yeah, and it's super scary. And if Trump gets elected, he won't veto it. Oh, my God. He'll, he'll, he'll veto it all except for, like, free plastic surgery for women, and they'll call it <laughs> rup care. <laughs> that's so true, Shane. Oh, that's pretty funny. So true. But there'll be so few women. You know, Trump says all this stuff. All of his wives are not born here. Right. So aren't all of them going to have to go home with all of his kids? Yeah. Isn't he going to have to send them all back? They don't they don't have rump care in Czechoslovakia. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's pretty funny. I like that, but it's so true. And these folks are so hypocritical when so they talk about these things. They just, you know, Paul Ryan or any number of people who are really on the far right, you think, how can you be such hypocrites? Yes. And, and they take Obamacare. You know, Ted Cruz takes Obamacare. Uh, and then denounces it and votes against it. But it, yes. but meanwhile, oh, yeah. he and his wife and children are, are on Obamacare. It's critical. I <laughs> it just wanted to put crazy. in a plug for a movie, The Big Short, uh, oh, for people God, to see that. that. Uh, did you see it? We just saw it last week. It is fabulous. It, it is. And more people need to see it. And if you see it, the only person left to vote for, in my estimation, is Bernie Sanders. Absolutely. And yeah. you watch that film, and it, it, it makes you so angry when yes. you watch it. Because, you know, you know, if you saw it, you just mm-hmm. know, watching it and thinking about, my God, what these people did and knew they were doing. And put pedal to the metal as soon as they knew, when they knew that it was really bad, they put pedal to the metal. Absolutely. It's scary. It's, it's horrible. And you're right. It just reinforces that we cannot have business as usual. We have got to change things up. And the only person running for president right at the moment that is talking about that kind of change is Bernie Sanders. Absolutely. And wasn't there, going back to the ACA thing when they were trying to repeal that, aren't they trying to defund Planned Parenthood as part of that as well? No, 
they'll keep trying that forever, right. I think. And, you know, it's just the sad thing about that, that kind of move is it keeps it in the public's mind constantly all the time that Planned Parenthood is bad or yes. Obamacare is bad. You know, we got to get rid of it. These are terrible things. And you know that much of the American public, they're not like you and I. They don't pay, they don't have a lot of time in their lives to pay huge attention to all the details of politics. So they hear all the sound bites. They hear just the quick, brief sound bites. And I have to say, the conservatives have been kind of smart about that kind of sound bite. Kind oh, of they're great politics. at that stuff. They yeah. they are, and they just play it over and over again, and then people buy it. So, exactly. So we have to get better at our we, sound bites. I think on the left, we have to get a little bit better, and our progressives have to get a little bit better. I would agree. And we will. I would agree. So we don't want to leave our listeners depressed, just educated. So what can people do to push back or let their voices be heard? And what can they do about the FDA? Is there a way to appeal their their decisions and what they're up to? I think absolutely that's an appropriate place to put some attention. We often don't put attention on some of those agencies that are making these kinds of decisions. So you can just Google the FDA, check for the FDA. You could also go through the White House website as a relatively, whitehouse.gov has a really good uh, comment section. And I will say they will at least get back to you and say that they're, you know, they're going to look into the issue and they will respond. So you can go to whitehouse.gov and, and, and just about any administrative agency in the federal government, including the FDA, you can make some comments to this pretty easy. But also, don't ever forget, don't ever forget your congressional member, whether they're Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent. Go after them and tell them that this is unacceptable. You don't want fast-tracking through the FDA of drugs just so the, ph- the pharmaceuticals can make huge money off people. Here, here. Donna, we really appreciate it. As always, keep up the good work, and we'll check in next week. Sounds great. Go Broncos next week. Oh, Go Broncos. Like Yay. That, huh? All right. Peyton okay. Manning. Go, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. All right. <laughs> You've been listening to Donna Smith and Nurse Talk and Healthcare in America Update. For more information or to listen to this podcast, visit nursetalksite.com. We'll be back with Don't Wait, Tell Me Now, our Nurse Talk signature quiz. My day, safety was your responsibility. You either held tight or you went through the windshield. Now it's time for In My Day with comedian Lynn Ruth Miller. Sit back and enjoy a walk down memory lane with a twist of spice included. And now, In My Day. In my day, everyone shared their telephone line with their neighbor. When I was small, my mama would say to me, if you ever need help, Call the operator and stop complaining. When the kid next door spit at me, I called the operator. And she said, tell your mother. I guess you had to be there. You gave the number you wanted to call to the operator, and she connected you from a central switchboard. Those operators got to know everyone, and they really cared whether we liked it or not. Sometimes I'd pick up the phone and she'd say, Lenny Ruth, take off your mother's high heels. She's on her way home. And sometimes she'd say, Lynn Ruth, what are you doing? Nowadays, it's the FBI that picks up. You have the Internet, but we had the party line. I shared a party line with my high school Latin teacher, Henrietta Stadiker. She was a heavy smoker with a nasty disposition. When I picked up the phone and she was breathing heavily, I knew we'd get that sweet substitute the next day because Miss Stadiker's asthma had kicked in. 
That party line gave us access to everybody's dirty laundry. I knew Mrs. Berlin was getting a divorce before she did. I knew they were taking bets in the back room of the meat market. And I knew the real reason that Laura Hopkins had to spend those nine months out of town. Mr. Berlin knew, too. In my day, you could have a lot of fun with the telephone. If we did this once, we did it a hundred times. We'd call the drugstore and we'd ask, do you have Prince Albert in the can? And if he said yes, we'd say, why won't you let him out? Ah, the memories. Nowadays, the operator is gone, the FBI answers the phone, and Prince Albert came out of the can. I'm Lynn Ruth Miller with another edition of In My Day. You're listening to Nurse Talk, where laughter's the best medicine. Hey, Casey, what time is it? Time to stay out of trouble. We We are are nurses. nurses. We We cannot cannot prescribe, prescribe, diagnose, or treat, but but we we can can give good advice. Does that include fashion advice? Nah, stick to what you're good at. You should talk. Okay, it's time to play. Don't wait, just tell me our Nurse Talk Weekly Quiz. It's multiple choice and we practically spoon feed you the answers, so here we go. All right, who's playing with us today? Who's on the line? Hi. My Hi, name's Brianna. Hi, Brianna. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Okay, we're going to get right to it. Are you ready for the first question? It's multiple choice, so it won't be too hard, I hope. Much is in the news these days, and it's hard to determine truth from fiction. One of the individuals has played a role in a major news story this week. Who is it, and why is he in the news? It is number one, John Hamm, number two, Jim Carlson. Number three, Jennifer Hudson, and number four, Lavoy Finicum. Hmm. Yeah, I know that's tough. Yeah. I think that's number four. Very good, Lavoy Finicum. Number four, Lavoy Finicum. What now? Why was he in the news? Do you know? I have no idea. I just <laughs> thought the name was cool. Okay. That's good. Well, well, I think it's not a cool name, but whatever. Yeah. He's part of the Brady Bunch, who are the armed militia in the Oregon standoff. So Finnegan considers himself the group's in-house constitutional scholar. He was recently interviewed on television while sitting on a recliner under, under a blue plastic tarp holding a gun. On his lap, which is yeah. a crack-up shame because, of course, this guy is just ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So question number two. You ready, Brianna? Yes, I am. Okay, question number two is, earlier in the show, we talked about nurses riding around the western United States on a bus. Why are the nurses on this bus, and what is it called? Number one. Oh, number one, your choice is, it is called the flu shot bus, and they're riding around giving people flu shots. Number two, it's called the spare the air bus, and they're trying to cut down on air pollution. Number three, it's called the Bernie bus, and they're campaigning for presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. And four, the last choice, it's called the Croc bus, and they're promoting the virtues of Croc <laughs> shoes. What the Bernie you... bus. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Yay, the Bernie bus, and it's uh, campaigning for the presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. That's fantastic. Way to go, Brianna. You're batting <laughs> a thousand. All right, the next question, number four. Donald Trump, Russian President Vladimir Putin has just... Whoops. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I think think we're reading the wrong question. (laughs) I totally am. 
so question number three, we were on the wrong question, Brianna, sorry. So question number three is, a recent Asian medical study confirms the following. Number one, that women over 50 are living longer. Number two, that young men who smoke reduce their risk of gout. Number three, that Valium reduces colds and flu. Or number four, that female brains are larger than male brains by the time they're four years old. Wow, there's several um, ones. I think like the people. female brain is larger than the male brain. <laughs> I would love that to be the answer, Brianna. I'm with you on that one. Unfortunately, they're saying it's incorrect, but I think their information is incorrect. What's really correct is it's number two, the overall risk of gout among individuals who reported current smoking was 20% lower than for those who never smoked, according to a study done at the National University Health System in Singapore. But that does not mean you should take up smoking, folks. No. Please don't. So that's good. You got two out of three. You're Thank a winner you. as far as we're concerned. Thank you, Brianna. Thank not that you. we're not that we're sending you anything, Brianna, but don't you feel smarter? Yes. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling in and thanks for listening. That's it for this week's Don't Wait, Tell Me Now. Thanks for playing with us. Thanks for listening to Nurse Talk. Make sure to visit our website at nursetalksite.com and follow us on Twitter at hashtag nursetalk. Thanks to our executive producer, Patty Lockard, sound engineer, June Miller, and all of our wonderful listeners. For more info about any of today's topics, visit nursetalksite.com or nnu.org. And listen to us every weekend on Progressive Voices Tune In. Remember, to laugh, you got to listen. To listen, you got to tune in. We'll see you next week. We love you out there. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine. Brought to you by National Nurses United. Check us out on Facebook or go to our website at nursetalksite.com. For more information about National Nurses United and the California Nurses Association, visit nationalnursesunited.org. Until next week, remember, laughter is the best medicine.